Hello, welcome to another episode of Living Free with Dan. As always, the goal is to use our stories to change narratives. Today, I'm joined by an amazing guest, a Nigerian-Italian queer activist and a member of the board of directors for both Living Free UK and House of Rainbow CIC. Without further ado, I am Dan, your host, and I'm Living Free with Helen Adeola. Thank you, Helen, for coming on the show. <laughs> How do you yeah. feel? I feel extremely honored and excited. I feel privileged and I feel emotional. Mm. Um, it's been a journey yeah. and um, there was a queer journey that um, I lived um, before meeting Living Free and mm. House of Rainbow. And, um, and then there is this one that is sort of like mm. my new afterlife of yeah. being queer and yeah. uh, interacting with uh, a more diverse community. Mm. Um, I, I think I, I mean, you see, you feel privileged, but I actually feel honored to be <laughs> speaking to you, like having you share your story, right? Um, and the reason I say that is because your, what I see your product of the show and what that means in my head is knowing how much work you now do for Living for UK. You know what I mean? You're on the board, you're one of our. Come on, Helen, I tell you, I can't even imagine living for UK without I you. I, I say that to you every time, right? And I think it just speaks to how important the show is. So thank you very much, right? Thank you, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Honestly, this is an emotional moment for thank me. You. I am going to try my yeah. very best not to cry. <laughs> oh. I cry every time. I cry that Jesus birthday. I remember. I cried when we had the recruitment oh for the volunteers. Thank I'm probably so going to cry, but I'm going to keep it holding yeah. in. I think for me it's just important to put it out there that you do so much work for the organization to impact square lives. I am part. I am yeah. part of the people and um, you inspire me. Oh, thank you. Um, you are a leader in our community, uh, just like many other activists are, and you inspire people like me um, to so much, do Senor. better uh, for ourselves and represent mm. uh, one another because there are a lot of people that can't and don't have the freedom to do so. Mm. And um, yeah. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. That means a lot. Um, right, so let's get on to this. But have you been? Have you been? Listen, COVID madness, lockdown, it's been a hell of... It's been crazy. It's been uh, a hell of a journey. Um, I have been impacted by COVID and um, I, you, you know, I want to be honest. And, uh, you know, there was a point when I um, lost uh, my job yeah. and, well, I was at risk of losing my job and... Um, Obviously, there was any, uh, an impact on my income, and uh, my family was hit really hard. And they're back in Italy, and right. um, but there are great times that come mm. with this, and um, <clears throat> not to always put it back to living free. But honestly, um, there is great power in uh, staying engaged with the community mm. because there are some times when you're just facing your four walls and you feel extremely alone, and uh, just being able to talk to someone else um, that uh, speaks speaks from the same experience as you um, makes you feel 
it, it resonates with yeah. you. It resonates with your. I agree. Um, yeah. Yourself, I agree. Yeah, makes sense. Um, I want to talk about your Instagram bio. <laughs> so of course, do my research. You know, what am I going to ask her? Um, your bio stood out because I think the conventional IG bios of a lot of people. You know, you were talking about. You know, maybe your position where you walk, things like that. I think you're also saying these are my privileges. You've yeah. listed cis woman, able bodied. Yeah. You know, and then you're going to say, let us talk about the level playing field. I'm like, wow, okay. Yeah. Talk to me about your thought process. I, I thought that was very unique. I, I just um, feel like we live in a sort of a society in a world where um, it is easy to point fingers and mm. say, it's easy to point out what's wrong, I think. Um, um, the, for me, it was important to share that uh, I am, yes, um, living a level of oppression, but there are some um, levels of privileges that I'm also, also having. And um, we are all experiencing this in some shape or form. And uh, we need to stop living our lives as if we are sort of a... Um, one way, one one shape or form of identity. We are intersectional human beings, mm. and we live at the intersection of um, some privileges as well as um, some level of oppressions. And I wanted to speak from that side and say I recognize and acknowledge there is this mm. world lives in this way, mm. and uh, we can do something about it. Yeah. We can start from our privileges and help those that uh, mm. are oppressed. Yeah, yeah. We cannot I, do the same. I thought that was beautiful. Like, you know, knowing the privilege you bring to the table helps us empathize with people, right? And then they know, know where you can use that privilege to empower others. So, yeah, big up, well done for that. Um, let us talk about you, your coming out story. <laughs> so, of course, you're Nigerian. Omo <laughs> Yoba. Um, but you're Italian as well, yes, right? Yeah. And a queer African woman. We know what that's like, right? With the whole background when did you come out to yourself um when did i come out to myself um so i am i identify as queer bisexual pansexual okay. and um so my experience has been extremely confusing for me as it might have been for people around me um when they learned about my identity um so um, i came out to myself <clears throat> probably some 10 years ago, um, started to. Um, mm. I understood my attraction to kindness, my attraction right. to people, my attraction to um, drive, my attraction to uh, relentlessness. And, um, and so I was not able to attach this to um, some specific sort of gender. Mm. And uh, I dated men um, for a very long time. Um, but then when I came to the UK, um, sort of, I sort of interacted more and I felt like outside of the sort of shelter of my parents, um, I was experiencing um, social life more mm. and I would uh, um, go out with friends. I would not go out um, a lot often before that, before right. coming to the UK. And um, okay. yeah, and I think experiencing people would make me realize that uh, there was a lot more to attraction that I understood. Mm. And um, it, it took me a long time to put a language to it, to, right. to probably 
I had a specific language to it probably in 2015, sort of, and um, yeah, no, yeah. And, and then, yeah. I think that's something a lot of us can relate to, like, you, 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 know, you feel that feeling. Yeah. We just don't know what to, you know, but you know... You know there's something yeah, there. Yeah, something like, there. Like, you know, like, I mean, I had an attraction to men, so I never had an idea that, right. first of all, um, I would be attracted to women mm. and other genders. And so, yeah, it's, it was very, very confusing for me because uh, I would think um, that the attraction that I would feel to other genders other mm. than women, uh, other than men, would be probably at, um, admira ad admiration right. and... Um, right. <laughs> but obviously there was a lot more and uh, I, I kept on falling in love with uh, my friends. It wasn't just, oh, I like your shoes. Yeah, exactly. Oh. It's not like, I see, so, so. It's a lot more yeah. than that. It was a lot yeah. more than that, and um, yeah, no, that, that yeah. makes sense. Um, how how was it like, you know, communicating that then to the outside world, your family especially? Yeah. Um. So I started coming out with um, my um, sister. Um, I had plenty of conversations around uh, my attraction to, to people, and uh, particularly there was one that um, I started having feelings for and I was um, I was talking to her about it and um, I first didn't have the language for it I don't I don't think I knew it was sort of a queer attraction if that's to call it but uh, um, and and I think she allowed me to be more comfortable and um, and uh, I started trying to come out with other parts uh, to other members of the family. It wasn't met um, extremely well. Right. Um, well, I didn't do this very well with them, to be honest. I, com I came out to, to other parts of um, my family, all other members of my mm. family via Skype, <laughs> which was not great. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, uh, there was a lot of anger, mm. surprise, of shock. And um, yeah. I think uh, one thing that I took from it was that it, it takes time. And I think mm. I was, sorry to be a fan, but I was, uh, you know, there was just to quote, um, so just, uh, just to quote Sorel, um, she was uh, mentioning something when you had the, an interview with her and right. uh, she said, you know, it's a lot more than just coming out. It's about, um, um, them losing a family mm. member in their eyes, right, in yeah. shoes, they are losing a family member, I and, um, yeah. and yeah. I felt like there was a very selfish way of them portraying that and projecting that onto me. But um, you know, I'm I'm learning to mm. um, be myself while. Um, you know, whilst they go on their journey, because yeah, they go on their journey, I think we're saying that recently as well. It's just getting to that stage of like two things can be true, like you can love yourself and love them, like those two things can happen without loving them at the expense of your happiness, yeah. which we've been used to, I don't know, forget. Yeah. So yeah, no, wow, that, that was, yeah, that was, that was powerful. Thanks, thanks for sharing that, um, Helen. I was gonna ask about religion. Are you religious? I am a non-religious Christian, I like to call myself. Hmm. So, I believe in, um, in God, I believe in um, okay. Jesus, um, but I don't. Uh, go you to don't church. believe in the institution. I don't believe in the religion. institution of 
um, religion. Right. Church, okay. Yeah. Friendship. Um, yeah. I get you. Or rather, maybe I lost trust. Um, I'm still sort of finding my journey um, in, right. into. Did you used to be though? Like I used to be. Right. Um, okay. I used to. Well. No, let, let me not lie. To be honest, my parents, I, I grew up with uh, my parents being very uh, non-religious in a way. They had uh, lost their own uh, um, trust to church okay. themselves. So it's a quite of a long journey, but okay. my, my dad was Roman Catholic and uh, my mom, and they both moved from Sele. Celestial Ooh. Church of Christ. Taking what about that? Mountain on fire. There was a bit of everything, yeah. to be fair. And then when they came to Italy in the mid-80s, they uh, there was a language barrier there. Mm. So, and they were met with a lot of, <coughs> should yeah. I say, racial yeah, uh, discrimination. discrimination. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was, it was tough for them. So... Um, they still confide in religion, they still confide in spirituality. Right. They read the Bible every day and they would uh, call me and uh, my, uh, my siblings. Mm. Okay, oh yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so it was, um, it was there. Um, I lived with that. Um, I lived with that routine. I lived with that sense, that romanticism towards God and mm. what they, he can do, um, he yeah. can do for, for you. Um, and I still have that trust. I, mm. I, I still believe in a higher power, um, but I, I did lose trust in, in the church. And um, yeah. I think my parents actually would look at me and not really disagree with, uh, right. with that. To be fair. I, I think it's, it's for us, it's more, it's some queer people, folks especially, it's more to do with the church. You yeah. know, and then I think some of us are still retaining that connection, that spirituality kind yeah. of thing. Uh, would you say you've. I don't know if reconciling is the word, you know, because Reverend Jared did correct me to say you can't you can't reconcile sexuality and your faith, like they're both different. So like where are you in terms of your identity and being a non religious Christian? Does that conflict or you're just like um, well? I, I do exist. Um to be honest, as a Christian, I should, you know, profess that I'm a Christian and uh, I should be proud and tell people that I'm mm-hmm. Christian. Um, but there is some sort of sense of, I don't want to divide myself from other people. Mm. And I felt like, <laughs> so far in my experience, Christianity has divided me from um, right the good that they could be in life right. um, on meeting people. You know, there is a very weird um, fantasy that I have is um, to pray and meditate with people of other religions. I wish I could pray right. with the uh, Muslim yeah. person and... Um, that interfaith experience. That interfaith experience. Yeah. And uh, I had it when um, um, House of Rainbow was celebrating the 14th uh, year anniversary, which oh, was beautiful. beautiful. Um, there was... Uh, a mixture of faiths and you would see people just living their experience mm-hmm. of what spirituality was and mm-hmm. I, I just love House of Rainbow as well yeah. for for what they can do mm-hmm. um, to validate spiritual experiences yeah. to people and people of faith. Oh, um, thanks. I think I think we, you know you've done justice actually to to that topic. Um, moving on. Dating. Mm. <laughs> Are you still in the market or? <laughs> I'm in the Godwin. Yes. Godwin. CFO. <laughs> CEO. 
Or God went gay. Oh God, God went. Okay. Right, so, so you're you're still single, happily single. single. I am. Yeah, I am. I'm happily single, but I, I think it's. Uh, I'm searching. Um, I am. So there was a conversation that I was having with my friend. <laughs> she told me, um, you need to be you know open so i am open oh, okay i am open to 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 meet people and right. need to be you know right. looking like i want to search because it seems like <laughs> i have not been searching let me let me not lie Makes but, sense. but especially during the pandemic it's been hard but right. um, i think if i am in the spirit of Ooh. you know talking it to the, to the universe <laughs> that i am expecting putting it out there putting it out there it will happen. It will happen. what is your type of person because um, you're quite and by itself. Yeah, my type of person, um, my type of person is uh, kindness, really, just mm. kindness really attracts me a lot. And uh, it's not just of uh, sort of the vague kindness right. or tip the way kind of thing. Um, it, it's just the very little things, you mm. know, um, knowing that um, you do observe when there is uh, something wrong. I think we especially with social media, I'm sorry to say, I think we've been very desensitized mm. from what, yeah, sorry. you know, being Real, yeah. an emotional human beings is. And it's probably because we have a roller coaster of emotions. There is laughter, there is very mm. tragic things, very, very graphic things um, when we scroll online. Mm. And um, it's difficult to, to then really connect connect mm. into that because you are just distanciating yourself from yourself from the screen and at some point you're not going to see that as being yeah. a human experience yeah. which it is um it's social media is meant to connect mm. us but so i feel i really feel like people that can see somebody in in struggle and uh, they react quickly mm. or just being very responsive mm. to human yeah. <laughs> being yeah. human is I, very I very attractive to me and then just you know yeah. i don't know people that love people that are positive you know you're gonna find the right person <laughs> i mean i cannot wait to, mm. to interview the two of you or mc no give me mc <laughs> <laughs> all right ellen talk to me about the walk that you do for Living for UK and House of Rainbow quickly? Um, so, yeah, uh, so I'm a volunteer um, and uh, I'm a board director um, for Living for UK and uh, I work on, um, you know, assisting projects and making them come to life. Um, I assist with events, making sure that um, uh, we connect with the right people and uh, we uh, build that representation mm. and we do that through channels that you're mm. just in, <laughs> through yourself with the channels and uh, but there are several other events that we create throughout mm. the year and um, yeah i just try to continue what you what you have started it is you so I mean, well, you, honestly, you keep saying me but I keep, like, you know we walk well together right yes. so, <laughs> so like, you bring those I ideas think, to life i think i think work well for that reason because you have so many you're a bomb of ideas sometimes you scare me you'll be like and then i'm coming with an idea like oh my god just so long what now? okay then, yeah no thank you thank you for all you do all right so um let's talk about mental health you know i said it i say it every time on the show it's still a taboo topic 
Um, so I think part of the stigmatizing mental health, um, you know, is speaking about it. Um, how have you been looking after your mental health? Um, so I've stayed connected. I think I've uh, touched on that yeah. previously. Um, I've stayed connected um, um, with um, uh, family, the community, mm. um, chosen family, mm -hmm. um, as much as uh, we could through the pandemic. And um, yeah, um, I kept busy. Um, I went through therapy um, for a little while and um, I just, um, I think the pandemic has been sort of a curse and a sort of a blessing in disguise as well because it has just quieted down all the noise around us and all for myself, I should say, and uh, allowed me to just uh, have an internal look at uh, mm. who I am and um, uh, what inspires me in life and uh, who I really love, who I want to keep in my circle. Mm. And um, so being sure that I have that internal cleansing as being part of my um, mental health maintenance, yeah. I would say. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Last question. Okay, what would you say to your younger self? What age? <laughs> All right, um, what age? Probably around 10. Um, and uh, I would just say, um, be yourself mm. and uh, there is absolutely nothing wrong with you and um, if you have a different accent from other people mm. it's okay as well because it makes you who you are and um, if you are experiencing something um, difficult speak to someone and um, yeah everything is going to be okay and you're blessed and there are plenty of other things that you're going to be looking forward to in life and uh, that's not the end of the tunnel. Yeah. So. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. No. Again, it's I really look forward to this particular question, right? Because you know how it just helps everyone reflect, right? And the fact that someone is gonna watch this and just feel like they're normal, you know, when that pastor is telling them you're going to hell or whatever, they know, oh, I've seen people who look like me, right? There's that validity it gives people. So Thank you so much for coming on the show, and yeah, for it's listen. We'll, Thank you. <laughs> and it's been amazing working with you, and I can't wait to see the amazing things you know we do together for the community. So, Helen, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you. thank you guys for watching. Um, be sure to subscribe to Living Proof Down on YouTube and follow Helen on Instagram. Um, till I see you next time. Keep living free. Keep feeling free. Goodbye.